I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy by the Takshashila Institution. Today I've got with me Dr. Harshit Kukreja, a colleague of mine at Takshashila who researches on biology and policy. And today the subject of our conversation is going to be on COVID-19 and the social dilemmas that arise out of that had arisen out of the pandemic. So as I said like your COVID-19 pandemic presented a unique social dilemma as the actions to prevent the spread of the disease affected both individual the individual and others. and there were also difference in risk among individuals leading to a dilemma of whether low risk individuals will incur the cost of prevention behavior to reduce collective risk for those who are more vulnerable and that's a very long winded way of you know sort of setting the context so let me just do the easy thing and ask harshit to come in here and just give us a gist of what this conversation is going to look like hey kal thank you so much for having me yeah at takshila we have been looking at basically public policy problems and in a broader way social issues and society from a biological reasoning viewpoint i think this series has been going for too long and people who don't know we'll just put a link in the description so that they can get an introduction so covid-19 was pretty unique on the changes it brought to society first of all all of my understanding there's a very nice paper i'll just put the link it was released in 2022 and it describes human cooperation climate change covid-19 and to some extent misinformation it's a very nice paper from netherlands and mit so covid-19 was a very unique situation the fact that covid-19 was infectious laid the groundwork for what we call a social dilemma first of all the thing was that because it was infectious whatever i did affected my health and also affected the health of others around me so therefore they had there are like certain behaviors that reduce the spread of covid-19 but also add certain costs which i had to bore for instance avoiding travel getting vaccinated wearing a mask there are certain costs associated with those actions even though they had a positive externality associated with them so the next thing was there were certain people whose risk of dying was much higher the vulnerable the immunocompromised the elderly and some certain groups who were genetically predisposed to dying from covid-19 so if i was at a lower risk the cost of me bearing these behaviors these public health measures to prevent the spread was much more because the benefit to me was much less the probability of me getting an infection and dying was way more less then somebody else who was immunocompromised or elderly getting it so it was unique in all those senses and the world managed though but it was a huge sort of lesson a case study in human cooperation and how we manage collective risk and i think it is worth studying that how uh, covid-19 preventive behaviors could have been better optimized and looked at so that we can we could have gotten 
or people to be more cooperative and reduced the cost and the risk to everybody else so harshit uh, yeah, i think you you just laid out the argument in very clear fashion so just wanted to understand right so you said that you were not directly impacted from covid-19 as much as say the elderly or those who are at risk but how does the individual benefit from avoiding infection compared to the costs associated with you know the preventive behaviors that you want to sort of inculcate yeah so i think here is where we come in so basic economic reasoning 101 Uh, and even experiments before covid-19 has proved that people tend to be more pro social or more sort of less looking at being reducing their benefits reducing the cost associated with whatever they do to maybe increase benefits perceived benefits for other people so covid-19 was very unique even though there was some chatter and there were certain things that people didn't want to undergo behavior but by large and at large under certain government coercion and under certain pressures by the government i think most of the population around the globe did cooperate and they undertook costly behavior so there are like two three things which come to mind first is the pro social behavior that human exhibit then there is the kinship phenomena which i think is very important and if you extend the kinship phenomena maybe you can extend it to maybe ethnicity maybe to the large group thing we have and then there's also certain aberrations which economics is not able to explain that for instance why am i more likely to maybe get vaccinated even if maybe i have a very small risk of getting an adverse effect or have a cost associated with going and getting vaccinated to prevent infection my old neighbor from getting that infection so there are like certain behaviors certain phenomena which can explain our costly behavior so that others can get a benefit so humans are not as bad as we think they are they tend to be more cooperative and more pro social than our understanding was like 20 30 years ago that's interesting so you spoke about pro social and the kinship you know as being like very important factors here can you just define what do you mean by pro social kinship and what were the different forms of messaging on increasing covid-19 preventive measures yeah i think i'll take your first question first so kinship is basically what we have been studying for some time and i think we did a few episodes and we also have some literature out there and you can always like hit us up if you want to know more about that a lot of people tend to undertake a lot of costly behavior for their kins this is what we have studied for blood related kins so for instance parents are willing to undergo massive cost for educating their kids getting them maybe good facilities maybe even organ transplantation this cannot be explained by other things so kinship explains a lot of costly behavior which does not fit into our normal cost benefit analysis and normal economic 101 analysis so this is helping us supplement that so and pro social so humans are a very pro social sort of a species and we have found out that we tend to help other people more than what our model suggests or what our understanding suggests so we tend to be a pro social species as whole 
some cultures more some cultures less usually western civilizations uh, western sort of countries called the weird society weird is western educated industrial rich and developed they tend to be more individual centric and societies like ours like india southeast asian maybe african countries tend to be more family and kin based and at least in those circles we tend to be more pro social than what is usually expected and what is usually sort of what we think we will be coming to our second question so messaging in terms of maybe the concept we are talking about right now the difference would be for instance if i instead of the normal public health angle we put into messaging i try to play the angle that oh so you you don't want to take public health measures you don't want to wear a mask you want to go out and you don't want to get vaccinated so your kids are the first one which will get effective which is true to a lot of extent so i can also say that if you don't do this your community will get affected a lot and then that is the loss for you as well as the community and if your community in india so there is a saying which says that i think nitin says that a lot that india is basically a country of thousand communities or countries put together so we are still at that level so if your community is weak is all of all people from your community are sick because you were not willing to take public health measures then who would come to help you out so because of whatever xyz reasons the government is not that efficient and whatever it depend on your community for when you are sick or when you are down i think these are certain twists or certain angles we can add to our public health messaging certain countries did we didn't do it very successfully but certain countries did that there is no hard data which tells it but logically it should have better results all right so hashil let's take a short break and when we come back let's discuss the rest of what you have to offer hello and we're back after that break so harshit like you've been you know giving us a sense of how kinship pro social behavior comes in for a social dilemma like you know covid-19 was but what we also saw during the pandemic was a lot of uncertainty lack of clarity of what to do so how do you explain you know the uncertainty that prevailed around covid-19 as a social dilemma what were those challenges that came out of it so uncertainty in this context we have discussed it earlier in the climate change conversation we had around balancing policy and a few weeks earlier also and in multiple informal conversations so uncertainty what it leads to is so uncertainty in time in this context for instance i don't know whatever i do now will lead to a good outcome in the future for instance i don't know if me taking vaccine will prevent me getting infected in the future there's information there's data which says that but there's also an uncertainty there's also uncertainty which says that if i don't i don't know if there would be a, another wave in few time if i don't know the next how the next variant would be will it be more lethal will it be more lethal for young people will it be more lethal for diabetics am i more likely to get like much more affected this time so there's a lot of uncertainty uncertainty in future has been proven to reduce cooperation in the present 
because you don't know what will happen so you are much more less likely you are basically much less likely to take costly behavior to undergo costly behavior now to prevent in, in a future outcome to prevent sort of like cost to other people so pro sociality and uncert and uh, sort of kinship related behaviors and taking costly behaviors for other people goes down in this period and yeah there's also a lack of information which was obviously along with lack of information fueled by misinformation along this time so coming to you know the concept of misinformation that you spoke about what do you think contributed to this right because because on the one hand you want people to get as much information as possible but there's also the problem of information that just goes out of line right information that's not trustworthy so what did we see during the pandemic that made misinformation a social dilemma yeah so it's a very interesting question and i have a very nice take on this first of all what is called the costly information theory and i have a very nice example to go with this so yeah what happens is that people tend to try to minimize the cost they expend to acquire a piece of knowledge or a piece of information so what they do is they will try for instance i am looking this is a old example i have given it like many times so for instance i join a phd department and i am looking at oh so whom should i emulate if i want to get tenure so i look at professors so i look at professors and see oh so this is the professor who got tenure these are the like fourth professor out of the 10 who got tenure maybe i should do whatever they are doing the next level to this would be i would see how people behave to these professors so the professor who gets the most prestige or the most respect would be a, the one who is most successful in the field and maybe is the one who is if you follow them is most likely to get tenure the third level would be if out of these four i open their cvs i look at all their papers and decide who would be the best for me to emulate so but by the time i've reached third level i have expended a lot of energy and resources humans generally don't want to do that because you want to do acquire information to be on how to be successful in a minimum while expending minimum energy so this is what contributed to misinformation because you didn't want to for instance if somebody shares something on maybe any of the social media platform the celebrities tell you something you can always go and fact check this and even if you are not satisfied with the fact check you can go and look at the original source or maybe look at literature but you can do you will not do that for everything because there is a cost attached to that so first is this second is for the person who is sharing there is the costly information theory which applies to them so they don't believe the information to be false or misleading they just believe it to be true and don't fact check it so they share it the first one is on the receiver's end and the second one is on the sender's basically end. and third this was a very small minority of people who shared false information deliberately to maybe get more engagement on their content or maybe get more famous or maybe they wanted to mislead people this was let me remind you this was a very small 
section of people so all of this sort of fueled the misinformation crisis or the misinformation phenomena around covid-19 so having understood and described what the misinformation crisis looks like what do you think were the potential solutions to sort of stem you know the spread of misinformation right during the pandemic yeah so coming to a question misinformation seems to be fueling a lot of sort of like social aspect of the covid-19 crisis or any crisis like this the thing with this is that we are there are like certain solutions and before i even speak the solutions i know with every solution i suggest there are like 10 problems associated with that the moment they come to my head i have like a 10 like a page long problems associated with that for instance professional fact checkers we would want people to like sit and maybe this could be ai assisted but we want people to sit and like assess on whatever misinformation is going around and stop that but this is a very costly process and but if you crowdsource it so you move the cost from the media platform to the users but then the users must in occur and must donate their time without compensation so this is also sort of a cooperative dilemma but because why should users donate their time for a collective crisis and that to which misinformation has led to a decrease in cooperation and pro social behavior the second thing is eventually so i am wrong on this on like a lot of levels eventually the responsibility for the crisis lies with the media corporation and the maybe the politicians so in a way it may be their responsibility to stop that but that i don't see that happening that platforms taking up responsibility and maybe they shouldn't i'm, I'm not very clear on this and my arguments are not very clear on should media platforms be taking responsibility for whatever misinformation goes through them or should they be like actively trying to stop them because the cost associated with trying to stop them is like huge so yeah so but we'll have to stop this we'll have at least try to find ways to lessen this misinformation crisis because if we don't this will fuel and reduce this will like basically reduce or whatever cooperative behaviors we do in a social dilemma like covid-19 so harshit thanks thanks for uh, those insights and yeah we'll be sure to sort of uh, link up some resources Uh, in in the episode show notes so yeah just in conclusion i think you wanted to just tell our audience about uh, an upcoming event that you're going to organize at takshashila so yeah 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 so we have a learned society for the biology and policy sort of program we have so on friday this friday 2 to 4 at the street office we'll be discussing climate change through the lens of biology and policy please do come if you're in bangalore it would be a very interesting conversation interesting idea interesting conversation with interesting people and we do have like decent snacks so do come do join us i'll put the form for rspp in the description do come and do join us i think we need people who think who are thinking in the same way as we are and we need to improve the discourse of public policy and public policy delivery in this country all right that should be an interesting uh, event uh, i'm sure most people in bangalore would uh, really benefit from attending it and uh, yeah i'm going to be there so 
looking forward to it harshit but uh, thanks thanks for sharing your thoughts on this subject of a social dilemma like covid-19 and the consequences that society individuals faced yeah we'll be we'll be sure to sort of do a few more along these lines uh, but for now that that's it from us folks uh, thanks for listening thanks harshit again thanks carl for having me thanks everybody for chiming in and listening to us please drop in if you have some comments we are always looking for feedback and we want to connect with more people who think this is an interesting way to look at things bye bye if you liked our show don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can tune into them on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at Takshashila Inst or our website takshashila.org.in.